Welcome. Welcome, Popcorn. I don't know why I did Welcome. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the islands are calling you. Clearly, the That's sun why I interpret it as. Ah, but can we just. I can't wait for summertime. Oh, girl. Because I'm, I'm sick and tired. Sick of it. Of this weather. Like, being into. I don't fucking first of all, I hate jackets. And yeah. the way that. Oh. It messes a lot of Yeah, I hate this current stage honest. where it's like. It's not cold enough not to wear a jacket, but it's also sorry. It's not warm enough not to wear a jacket, but it's also not cold enough to wear like a super big jacket. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to have and one of the those jacket transitional is a, jackets. It becomes like it has to become a part of your fit. So mm-hmm. exactly, and it yeah. depends on the time of day. Not to be myth- how do they call themselves the people that lie the most? I feel like meteorologists. What are they called? The light, no, the people that pre- pre- predict the weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me she said the people that lie the most <laughs> so if, you, if you want to lie as a job that's the job you i mean but honestly who are we to actually try and predict the weather mm, though exactly. uh-uh. you know humans i feel like they she just does whatever there. she wants at this point literally um but welcome back guys new week new episode we have a guest on a fave, uh, a lifetime fave. Uh. <laughs> hey guys, hey Fatima. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you get to introduce yourself properly. But we're just going to do like a round table. So, welcome back to Hectic. This is me- Messy Memes. This is Marie Yeah, and then we have a guest. Uh, you can go ahead and introduce yourself, or go ahead and introduce yourself, Fatima. Hey guys, I'm Fatima or Tokes Ayinla. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them. Plug yourself. So, what do you do? Um, I'm a poet, a speaker, and a coach. It's hectic, hectic. Don't worry about what's on my left wrist. It costs a check, bitch. If I'm in the spot, I'm slaying shit. I'm in the best fit. Hectic, when I pull up, it gets hectic. Hectic, don't worry about what's on my left wrist. It costs a check, bitch. If I'm in the spot, I'm slaying shit. I'm in the best fit. Really excited to get into like Same. more of a conversation with you. Um, yes. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna start off by saying like I met you in first year, and I know it's been so long. <laughs> it was so long, crazy. Like what a decade ago. But I just remember you were super. Just so kind sweet. and open. Yeah. yeah, you just made me feel really comfortable really quickly. And I just never forget people like that because, you know, I mean, at that time I would say that I was shy. Now I recognize it as no shyness. But, you know, it was just nice to feel like, hey, this, you know, this person and me, like we have a connection. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, when I first met you, you were doing poetry. And I remember you did like the spoken word True. poem. Yeah. And it's just been really nice to see like your growth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've released your book. Do you want to tell us more about that? Sure. And that's really kind. I'm glad that I left a good impression. I remember when we had classes together and I would bring you cupcakes, but that was like at the end. Aww. <laughs> I'd always take it and be like, Can you send me so sweet. Oh yeah. Um I didn't need to eat all of the stuff I used to bake. So sharing was really, truly my pleasure. Um, So my poetry book is called Through My Brown Eyes and it's 180 Mm -hmm. poems about life, love, culture, and self. 
Um, the poems, like some of them are written in English and Yoruba because I'm Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I'm a Yoruba. Oh, babe. that's beautiful. So I had to. <laughs> That was something I really I loved. had to give yeah. some of that because um, Yoruba people speak in a lot of proverbs. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my mm-hmm. grandma used to always speak in proverbs. So I'd always write them in like my notepad. And I'm like, eventually I'm going to have to integrate these in some way into my work. So that's what I did. The book came out in October of 2019. And it, since then, it's been doing quite well, especially for something that's self-published. And it made it to the mm-hmm. amazon bestsellers list i believe it was early last Hello. year which was really exciting oh, thank you yeah <laughs> no that's amazing congratulations, oh, congratulations thank you um, i mean as a black woman self-published 180 poems that like really dive into you know what it means to be a woman to be black you know yeah to be you an know immigrant. a lot of us relate to that story in different ways mm-hmm. you know like me, I'm not Nigerian, but I can still relate to that story mm-hmm. from like my experience. And I don't think I've ever come across like a poetry book from that angle before. Oh, yeah, Thank same. You. And I think well, it's a African really good idea as well that you actually like one. compiled all because I feel like Yoruba like elders or like older Yoruba people have like so many wise like sayings in Yoruba. There, there's so many, but it's good that you actually like wrote them all down because like usually whenever i hear them i always think it's so beautiful and it makes me sometimes feel really bad that i'm not very fluent in yoruba but Mm. that's a really good idea oh yeah yeah my grandma is top-notch sometimes i have to record her when we speak because because they say so many wise things exactly yeah and it's overwhelming i won't be able to remember Remember all of it all like true yeah or i'll write down like the first three words and then i'll go ask my mom and she knows all of them so then i'll quickly (laughs) be able to have the whole statement written down i assume like you got some help i mean not assume but like from what you're saying doesn't seem like you're you but it's like you know Ricky Yoruba, like you're speaking in not in tongues but like spitting out those like parables so did you get some help in like getting hello hello yeah. oh, okay jam jam went up but did you get some help in like um getting your the the, the poems that you had in like Yoruba right interpreted or like actually correct mm. I don't yeah. know how to explain it, like, you know, ma- like, like making it make it sense, because, you know, you're getting it edited, basically, yeah, by somebody who actually can speak to you about, maybe, like, your your mom or your grandma or, like, an uncle um, or something. I'm actually, like, extremely fluent in Yoruba, which is, fun fact, Ooh, um, I spoke Yoruba before I ever spoke English. <laughs> yeah, oh, when wow. we were, I was born in Canada, but my dad was a big, like, he wouldn't allow anyone who spoke Yoruba to speak English to us in the house because he said that we oh. live in Canada. There's no way we won't learn English. Well, yeah. That's so fair. It was so yeah. bad that my older sister, she's about two years older than me. When she started kindergarten, she was in ESL. Like, she didn't speak any English. Oh. <laughs> but I had an older sister, so I spoke. And um, writing it and pronouncing was fine, but where I really struggled was on the accents. Um, there's like oh, that's three true. major, uh, yeah, the, the accents and the dots underneath. The ilas. Ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I had mm-hmm. to, yeah, it was, it was a struggle. I don't even bother and, and funny <laughs> enough, um, when I went to Nigeria in 2018, I brought home a talking drum because I wanted to learn how to play it and teach myself. Wow. And part of 
learning how to play the talking drum is knowing which accent it is so that you can hit it at the right tone which kind of helped me with my book yeah there's like three accents um there's do re mi like so based on whatever however you say the word you have to either put like a do re is no accent and then me is like an accent like facing up so it's a higher octave the other way exactly so um i i did as much as i could and then i gave it to my uncle and he just went through it and corrected whichever ones are in the wrong direction or anything so it i got to learn something i've never learned because i know how to speak yoruba but i never really have to write it especially that phonetically so it was Mm-hmm. quite a cool experience i can mm-hmm. imagine it's making me think oh wow that's like amazing i think honestly the only thing i remember about yoruba language is probably there's no letter h like we don't have a letter h that's the only thing i remember <laughs> and there's I no think. c yeah yeah there's no there's c. no what it's abd there's no letter yeah. c oh that's true that's true yeah. actually oh my gosh <laughs> oh wow that's amazing but i would say i'm actually the opposite like i because i did yoruba in high school (laughs) did is a very like general word (laughs) because i just did it just to pass like exams right but i did yoruba in high school and we had to write essays in yoruba so i feel like my written yoruba is better than my spoken yoruba like my intonation is terrible but let's just take it back to this talking drum situation <laughs> because i've always wanted to learn how to play the talking drum like that's my mom had to like convince me and begging with me for me not to actually learn she was like oh my goodness can you pick something <laughs> else but did you actually like were you self-taught if yeah. you did learn or like did you um, get like i kind please? of self-teach mm-hmm. myself everything i do I don't know why that's how i am i get obsessive about things and i just want to learn it all the way through so i was pretty okay um mm. my mom is really good at like hearing the tones so she was telling me like if i oh, wanted okay. to she said that back in when she was in school in nigeria when they did like interhouse sports they would use like the talking mm-hmm. drum to like call you out if you talking do track drum. and stuff so she was then telling me like the mm-hmm. songs they'd sing so i'd write it out on paper and then i'd put like the do re mi do re mi and then after i'd be practicing with her and she'd be telling me like that's good that's not good so i did it for a while it's mm-hmm. i'm literally looking at it right now it's in my room so i haven't had a lot of time to do oh, it wow but it's something that i find kind of cool and <laughs> just to say i've done it before yeah, and i have same. it and i know it's mostly yeah do it. mm-hmm. yeah that's true exactly <laughs> i i don't know if you ever knew this or i think she still does it. i don't remember her name right now but there used to be a nigerian musician that she was known for playing the talking drum i don't oh, remember really? her name i think Ziyinka something yeah, yeah. I, I felt I thought she was so cool when we were growing up because she was the only woman who like I ever visibly saw playing the talking drum and I've always loved that instrument. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. I I don't see myself yeah. doing it at a at a hall party, but it's cool. <laughs> 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 it's cool to say I could do it in my house. I mean, for a little like maybe five ten minutes, you never I know. know. Yeah, any vibe is possible. With the right people. Exactly. Motivation. At right? my sister's wedding, oh. when 
um, mm-hmm. when the alcohol was flowing, I was almost possessed towards oh, the nice. end of the night to be like, oh, should, I just go, should I just go ask them right now if I could just I grab it for once a Once in a lifetime. But you know, yeah, that you should have done that. Sober minds prevailed. I was, I was, I'm not built no, for that. No, 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 no. <laughs> those are the moments. You know those like very... Exactly. You don't think about it too much. It just kind of happens. It's just I mean, whatever close. happens, happens. And if you, like, yeah. whatever happens after you, you have a story exactly. to tell. Good or bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking like the entire conversation and you know, like your use of your bar within um through my brown eyes, I was saying that it makes me think of like griots. I don't know, I think they're mm. also like in Nigeria but in West Africa, um griots are pretty much the, the storytellers. People, the storytellers, mm. yeah. And it's oral, so it's not written. So a lot of it is like um what's the word I'm looking for? Because it's oral and not written, a lot of it is disappearing. Yeah, if it's not passed mm. down. So, yeah, exactly. it's not being documented um, somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not documented on paper. There are still very much like modern day griots that still show up at weddings, like huge celebrations, and like they tell the stories of families from mm. like decades and decades ago. Um, but what you're doing kind of makes me think of that because, in a sense, you are preserving um, a lot of these Yoruba sayings. Maybe like, today in the grand scheme of things it won't look like something big but like you know 10 20 years from now um it, it will have that impact because how many again poetry books are people picking up that have you know you were buying it for example for somebody that's nigerian that grew up there or you know grew up here for example and maybe doesn't have that reach into their culture as much as they would like to and you kind of give them like both best of both worlds with the English and that. So, girl, to me, you're giving modern day greens. Oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. Thank you. Oh, that makes me feel good. Um, sometimes when you do that's your sweet. own stuff, you don't necessarily see the value in it outside of your personal mm-hmm. interest. But to hear yeah. that perspective, I've never even thought of it like that. So, thank you very much. No, for sure. Like, I can see you. Because when I, when I was in uni, I think the best course that I took, or my favorite one, was African pop culture. That was mm. my favorite class. I, I got an A in it because I was like... You yeah. invested. I was invested, yeah. you know? So I can see, like, you're both being a part of a course like that, for example. Mm. You know, like, think about it. Yeah, know? that's true. That's true. Talking to different professors, especially the uni we went yeah. to, like, the African Studies Department is quite, like, Girl, look into, that. look into that. Look into I was, that. I was just about to say, it's time for me to send some emails. <laughs> After exactly. we're done here. Let's go shoot yeah. some shots and see that, what lands. You never yeah. know. Yeah. But, um, I don't know if you have the book on hand. I wanted I to do. ask you, what was your favorite book I was to write? Well, yeah, I'd same. Say one of my most favorite poems in the book is on page 54 and it was kind of a note to self because mm-hmm. um a lot of these poems mm. that are in the book some the earliest one was probably written when i was in grade 11 when my high school boyfriend <laughs> broke my heart yeah <laughs> oh, wow. when he broke <gasps> yo all oh, the boyfriends bro. breaking all the, the hearts but but yeah um so i wanted to write so the book is pretty much full of poems that i've been accumulating up until i published it in like the end of 2019 but this one was one where i had spoken to my cousin and she was like going through life like her and i life was just trying to 
take us out. So I needed to write something that was kind of a note to myself and put it in the book because then it could probably probably be mm -hmm. a note to someone else. So I could read it. Um, it goes, there is a natural order to these things. You can't come out of the, wo the womb sprinting, but if you continue to count yourself worthy, your greatness will mm. transcend barriers. Respect the process. Break down when it gets too much, but make sure you pick yourself up in due time. Give 80% of yourself. Secure the 20, a building block if things fall apart. You're not yet at a place to give all of you, and that's okay. Laugh with the fullness of your soul, no matter how loud. Speak with the authority given to those who know their shit because you do. If you feel yourself shrinking to fit into someone's world, get out. Avoid situations that drain your spirit. Your life and art depend on it. The love you offer to others, offer it to yourself too. You need it as well. I'm wow. All fingers because yes. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, I used to do, as Mimi and Deja said, I used to do spoken word, like presenting, but I really don't do a lot of that anymore. <laughs> um, I think partially because I felt like I had to fit into this spoken word artist prototype that's a little more theatrical and... And that's really not my personality when I read poetry. Maybe that's my personality in general. But when I read poetry, I'm very mellow and calm. So I might go back into eventually doing more performing, but it'll have to be from an authentic style to myself. It won't yeah, be and that's important. like beats and all of the tonations mm -hmm. and influx. <laughs> and that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> the dramatic. Yeah. Oh, uh, and that's important. I mean... Being true to yourself, mm -hmm. always. Authenticity, mm -hmm. right? I feel like it's been a huge, huge lesson in my life, I'll say personally, the past three years. And, you know, it's still a journey, but even what she said within the poem in terms of always being able to, like, come back to yourself in a sense and grounding yourself, like, game changer. Okay. Game changer. Because, like, what, five, four years ago, that was not even something that was at any... It wasn't in my consciousness at any level. Same. So, you know, it's 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 a major shift when you actually realize that you know, like your internal world is probably the most intense, but it's probably the safest place you have out here. Yeah, truly. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love that. I do want to talk about your current series as well, the Heartbreak series. Yes. <laughs> See, girl. We talk about love can and we just on here. Uh, can we just acknowledge that you have been through it? <laughs> like what? Girl, I've been through it, um, but thank God I didn't stay there. I'm so, <laughs> yes, the I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you right thank now. You. Like, cause I mean, I knew not. I didn't know you like as as well then, and I knew you guys passively, mm -hmm. but like from the outside <laughs> looking in, obviously. There was no way that we could have to could have like said or could have known yeah. what was going on. Like it's just, a sweetheart. yeah. <laughs> like, this is a sweetheart relationship. Like honestly, like I was uh, honestly, I romanticized that shit. You're mm. not the only one. I will not lie. Um, my sister, <laughs> who yeah. I'm so close with, 
for eight years of my relationship, I never even told her once that he and I got into disagreement. She literally thought we never fought. So anyone on the what? outside thinking that it was perfect, trust me, the people closest to me, same thing. I have yeah. secret mm. energy, but it's no good. We don't do uh, that anymore. Wow. We're past it now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so, so glad. I'm so glad. It. I mean, yeah. like getting what on learning mm-hmm. because Listen. I can only imagine oh, like, so and if you don't mind me asking, was there like a point where like a, oh my God, like an aha moment for you? Um, where you were like, I, what the hell am I doing? Like, um, I'm talks. No, Uh, no. I I can I can say that there was never an aha moment because even when everything fell apart, I was still trying to keep it together. But partially Mm. because um, the timing of him telling me that he was never in love with me and I should have known that was literally probably less than two, three months after my dad had passed away. So I was really operating from a high trauma space and when yeah. you're killers <laughs> killers no, for real. yeah honestly they will kill you when you're literally losing everything around you you try to hold on to any semblance of normalcy even if that mm-hmm. normal is toxic yeah. you know like yeah. because if yeah. that behavior had happened maybe in 2018 when i wasn't where i was or if he had said that to me, I wouldn't be the one calling people in Nigeria, apologizing, yeah. trying to make it work, trying to plead, trying to negotiate my value mm-hmm. with somebody. Like, mm-hmm. God forbid. Thank God we're not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so glad that we're all, like, you know, healing and, like, learning mm-hmm. and relearning, like, these, and realizing that these things are toxic and they're not normal. Like, we shouldn't be treated this no. way. This is not something that I should yeah. take. Yep. And you know it's so normalized in like African culture mm. for it to be a thing. You know what? In relationship, romantic relationship culture in general, not just African, it's the, the ghetto. whole up, ups and downs. You know, we have to go through the trenches to make it to make to make our love seem more real and stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, life is life. Why can't my love up, be so right? But like, there's certain things where it's like. It's not necessary for it to happen in the relationship for the relationship to mean something. Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. I mean, I mean so. of course, life happens and trials and tribulations yeah. happen in life. But there are some trials and tribulations no. that are human, what's the word, like, inflicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have, these are not things I have yeah, to go through. they're not part yeah. of growing in a relationship. Exactly. Because society lets them mm-hmm. get away with it. You know, at the end of the day, they are the choosers. And you as a woman, your job is to be chosen. Yeah. That's what you're... So it plays into all those, you know, the, all those things. So not surprised that like, even though he had said that in your her, you felt like it was still up to you to fix this situation, mm-hmm. fix this relationship and make it work. Mm-hmm. People um, even told me that, um, not my direct family, um, other people when they were like, why aren't you, where's your boyfriend? I'm like, oh, we're not together. Oh, you ambitious women. Oh, you just do too much. Oh, and you scare, no. You scare these men away. You You're just doing go. too much schooling. There we yeah. go. <gasps> Literally. And I'm like, one. you don't know what I went through. <laughs> and wow. at that point, it was still extremely like, fresh. And that per- a person who thinks like that isn't even someone you indulge with. Oh, for sure. You but just... It was just, mm-hmm. people were like, so you couldn't do anything? And I'm like, Can you imagine? Wow. No, can you imagine? Yeah. They always want to like, put the blame on the woman and make excuses yep. for the man. Like, I honestly don't mm-hmm. get it. Like, I'm like, what I couldn't, I did every single thing in my power. And mm-hmm. part of the reason why I did that. More. Yeah. I did. Because 
for me, I'm a very committed person to my friendships, to my relationships, to like the work I do. Like I get laser focused. The same way I learned the talking Germans, the same way I love people, like mm. with obsessive focus and like passion. Yeah. And I knew that if there was anything in my mind that I could hold on to that, oh, maybe if I had done this, things would be different, mm -hmm. that I would not be able to move on. So anytime a thought came to my head of something that I thought could potentially solve it or rectify the situation i would do it yeah. I, yeah i tried everything in my power so that at the end i had satisfied my mind mm -hmm. so like getting over it was a little bit easier because mm, even though there was pain i was like there's nothing on earth that could make me go back to yeah. this person mm -hmm. like especially the disrespect Oof. the timing the lack of consideration oh, being engaged gosh. five months later yes. like it was it was gosh. really a lot evil. it was really really a lot mm -hmm. and I mean, we were not even in it but i felt i mean i cannot i cannot even imagine oh, how i wanted to vomit felt. when i saw the proposal but, so i couldn't sorry. sleep i wanted to vomit like when you see something like that you're like yeah no my stomach ah! fell into my same like <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's crazy. I was like, oh what the? Gosh. Yeah, that's traumatizing. So sorry, like, honestly, yeah, I'm so sorry you ever had to go through that. And yeah. not to like compare stories because I was, and I wouldn't say that I was in a relationship, but I'd been in a situation where it's like maybe a couple months before this person and I had said I loved you, and I'd never said I loved you to a guy before, and then hmm. a couple months later. And you know God always leads you to see the thing that you need to see so mm, that you can kind yep. of like move on. So I saw that this person was engaged and the shock waves it went I'm through screaming. the shock waves that went through my body. I just remember like crying one night, like the whole night. It's like mm. a heart attack. Yeah, it's a like, stroke. <laughs> You're literally clutching you feel like you're having a heart attack, man. <laughs> you do clutching you your pearls. Like I couldn't cry. I literally <sighs> My friend and I had gone to go eat, and she was about to leave, and I just happened to go on IG. Ooh. And then I see oh, a, a mutual friend post, oh, my guy just proposed. Oh. Oh. And I'm like, I know the yeah, side oh, of that Lord, head in a crowd of one milli. Anyway. And then I just show it to my friend, and I'm like, look who just got engaged. And then I call my sister, and I'm like, her, her husband, her mm. then fiance was there, and I was like, put it on speaker. I'm like, go on your IG, I just sent you a picture. Mm. And we were all just silent. I felt like I feel heartbreak as physical pain. Like my chest will literally hurt. Yeah. And my chest, I couldn't sleep. Cause I'm like, okay, of all the things I could have gauged that this guy had done to me, I would have never put cheating in, in, the, in the, the equation. Yeah. Clearly the lie detector determined that was a lie. Definitely. Like, <laughs> and because of the timeline of everything of five months prior for sure telling me that you wanted to still talk to your parents and see if it could work you got engaged in january but you were asking me if i'd be in nigeria in december so we could go talk to your parents wow. which mind you which mind you i would never do because if your parents don't see my value why would i fly exactly. all the How way many to convince them and, exactly. and not only even convince them if you're sitting here saying 
that you're ready to be married next year which he ended up being married like granted or engaged but if you're sitting here saying i'm ready but my parents don't feel right about you and i want you to come to nigeria like i literally told him like you want me to fly on a plane sit down with your parents and then if they say they like me you'll now man up and propose to me and if they say they don't you'll be like well i hope you get to go to lucky conservatory and don't (laughs) kill me (laughs) not lucky like what and i'm like okay and also so what if they say yes and then I'm now at I'm now in Frankfurt, Germany on my layover and by the time I land at Pearson I get a message oh they changed their mind yeah. don't kill like, me like why True. you so mm-hmm. much in their decision yeah you know, I know that yes thank you that, that goes into it but like you're a grown ass no, man thank you at, at that age especially when your parents don't even live in the country um they yeah. they probably met me a handful of times and really liked me it was he already had this like Plan. relationship that he currently has for yeah. sure um, from what i understand the girl doesn't live in the country um she's from another country and um and it was kind of interesting because from like what i've heard um she's from the uk or something and yeah he would always travel to nigeria in december and he would always go to the uk and say oh, i'm gonna spend two days in the uk to this is funny i've never actually even said this to anyone so you guys are when and i would be like nothing oh, yeah go relax you deserve it You're of so course as, as a, a supportive girlfriend that you are someone who loves someone and then Literally. on his way back he would also spend two days so he was probably picking her up going to nigeria and then dropping her off and then coming back here and at the end of the day who knows wow. what she knows she might know absolutely nothing because exactly. i don't know she, she, anyone, she right? knows and nothing i mean she, she doesn't even like the the whole you situation is between lie. you and him bull-faced yeah and <laughs> see bro men will lie still Period. and kill they will yeah. lie to your face they will steal you your know, youth they you will steal your positive is. energy the and devil. they will kill the your mental health the bible says the devil okay. comes to steal yeah, kill the devil and comes destroy to steal, kill, like, and destroy. that's Everything. literally the definition actual murderers <laughs> and the worst part like one of the things that was very <laughs> shocking to me was finding out that he had told his friends that i broke up with him and it was amicable and i was like no you have to do your you have to do your dirt with your chest yeah exactly don't you should actually that you're fully convicted in what you're doing you shouldn't lie to the people you're close to exactly say with your chest what happens say it with your chest because at the end of the day he himself knew that that timing and everything about it was so of off. course but he you didn't know, care because no. you know men are so used to being able to put themselves first regardless mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they can leave a situation easily mm-hmm. whenever they want like whenever they decide mm-hmm. they are done with it with no done reparations with or consequences they move on. your time for like a decade even no remorse and that goes back to that whole con- that whole conversation we're having about them being the choosers and i've i've rejected i've been rejecting oh, i've started sure. rejecting and i'll continue to reject that like ideology brain, like, like nah, who are you choosing thank you like i do it, the choosing it has to be mutual like i'm at a place where 
I'm not mediocre on my own. Mm-hmm, and for exactly. the sake of attaching myself to someone to appease who society, Mm-mm. I'm not going to diminish. There are certain things I'm not willing to sacrifice, give up on, shift on. Mm-hmm. And if that means that it's Period. time for me to be single for quite a bit of time, and there still is beats. so much peace to be had in that. Exactly. So they always want to use the threats or quote unquote no. use it as a threat. Oh, you're going to okay, be single forever. That's no like one's going to watch you. Like be forever. Really? That's so fucking wild. Like forever is way like, better than attaching your life to pain permanently. You. That's oh bad that's math. Reality. Like finding a partner that's not worthy yeah. of you or your time is a waste of your exactly. time as well. So your it's time, like, what's the point? Love, so just don't do it. All of those things. Save yourself the pain. Save yourself the hurt like, like right now i feel like i'm a cho- i'm the chooser for if sure. i like someone like the thing is that sometimes the whole fear mongering your time is running narrative mm, is very yep. mm-hmm. is very problematic and it's a lie because if my standards were in the pits of hell i mm-hmm. could be married by the end of the summer yes yes men are not men are scared yes not scared. and they're shameless so why are you always looking for a wife exactly of of you. Nah. let me tell Thank you, you the average man gets married once he has a bit of money and realizes he oh, feels I like oh this is the next natural step exactly. to my life like you know i have mm-hmm. a good job i have some money yeah i need now i need to get a wife so that she can take care of me we can have some kids yeah it's more of a status thing for sure than an actual being in love or like wanting a relationship wanting a partner because uh the marriages they're not marrying and that's what people are mostly there for to be honest the rest nobody's really thinking i'm screaming to eat your rice i will wear that shabia eats the rice they say that married men <laughs> was my own they say that married men make mm-hmm. i think 13.7 percent more pay than non-married men they make and more i pay? could like they make more money yeah yeah because see. the peace of mind the the lack of having to mm. focus on multiple things because somebody is holding down the fort at the end of the day partnership does um like lighten your load because you're sharing burden but then you'll now be a burden to the person who's helping you flourish thank you (laughs) that's the problem Mm -hmm. i don't know the stats on the side of the women i feel like married women probably make less but who knows right women in general already yeah, make already less the yeah I mean, the pay gap is already there as, so. like the work model was created for like a dynamic you know household where a man is married and he has a wife at home mm-hmm. doing the chores because he can spend eight hours at work and then eight hours at home to rest because his wife has done all the chores he need yeah. that needs to be done so you don't have to come home and do anything mm-hmm. basically yeah, so um... yeah to this day is still yeah. going on i'm in a very selfish phase of my life right now mm. i think for the first time in my whole life and it's like deliciously selfish mm-hmm. unapologetically oh, selfish choose you baby um, mm-hmm. the you more i give to myself the more i take care of myself the more i'm mentally stable and happy and flourishing and confident the best version of myself gets given to everyone mm-hmm. around me like That's i'm not true. giving you scraps mm-hmm. i'm not mm-hmm. giving you the last little drop i have left i'm like giving you from my overflow and now you're experiencing me from a place where i won't even resent you because i feel entitled and obligated to give you myself at the expense of myself Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah, if 
Mm-hmm. And that I feel like that's the thing that they don't understand. Like you would actually yep. be in a much better situation Absolutely. if I'm happy. Yeah, like, you get you get more. Say better <laughs> me exactly. Like, exactly. Like how do you expect someone to give a hundred percent of themselves to you if you're not letting them be a hundred percent, give a hundred percent of themselves yeah. to themselves? Like it's it's truly a fact. You know? and I had to take so much time to heal and like process and everything right because being in a relationship from 19 years old till mm. 27 you i've never dated before yeah, <laughs> like, much. i've literally never dated i've never even prior to he and i getting together i didn't go on dates maybe one with like this guy who i think i even paid for our movie tickets like mm-hmm. i've oh. never i've never been wined and dined i've never been like pursued in Mm -hmm. that manner and it felt Mm. uncomfortable and not only uncomfortable i was at a place where i was operating in like laser focus of if i can see the end why will there be a beginning i'm not hungry don't take me out i'm not interested (laughs) and i just would not even be open to dating because i felt that i'd be so awkward but i'm at a better place now like a more healed place where i'm actually open to dating outcome independent whereas before mm. i was like yo the next guy i date i'm gonna marry him it's gonna be a f you to the guy who tried to destroy me mm-hmm. but now i'm like there's stuff to gain from people from experiencing them even if it's not marriage and like Forever, yeah. ultimate love yeah exactly yeah i've learned so much about myself in dating and getting to know different people that i never even knew was important like i've met people who are ridiculously calm Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i need a guy who's calm and (laughs) level-headed yeah Yeah, i never even knew that was important to me but now Mm -hmm. it's a non-negotiable um the way guys Mm -hmm. will like pick you up right on time when they said they will they'll literally drop you to the door of the restaurant and go park so that you don't have to feel the frigid cold Mm -hmm. on your precious skin like walking those i deserve Mm -hmm. that exactly And even if the guys who did that, I may never talk to you again. You've added something to me. And I've learned this is what I like and I want. Mm Exactly. So that's why I'm now a little bit more open to dating. As long as I don't think you're creepy and we'll have a good conversation, I'll drive myself. Don't even come pick me up just in case I need to get out expeditiously. But I'll go. And then even the the crazy thing about it is like a lot of that is like it should be common decency. But just because we've been exposed to so much, (laughs) you know, below bar behavior, it's now like a rare thing. Because in in truth, it should you should be doing that. Like why you, (laughs) you know, like it it should be the norm for you to treat me. Yeah, special. I mean, if you are trying to get in a relationship with me, you're trying to get to know me. We're, you know, de- developing something together. You know, I should be given the treatment of someone you would, mm-hmm. of someone like you know that you want to get into that space so with. Right. So I, I've been telling my friend that I don't realize that my standards have been in the pits of hell mm-hmm. until I realized that normal things that people did I was shocked by. Um, like I would hang out with a friend of mine mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, are we still hanging out today? No, he would message me and be like, okay, let's hang out today, and no. He'll message me in the past and be like, okay, let's hang out on, let's say, Thursday. And then it'll be Thursday morning and he'll be like, okay, you should come for this time. Whereas somebody else, I'd be like, hey, are we still good? (laughs) Like, you know, being able to be comfortable and patient enough to trust that someone will keep to the word that they set because most people don't do that. And if I was like going over to his house, he would like clean up. And he'll be like, oh, I actually, the house is a mess. So I need two and a half hours to clean before you come. And I'm like, wow, he actually wants the house to be clean. But in truth, I would never let someone come to my house if it was dirty. 
bone so why do i now not think i'm deserving of the same type of energy that i give to the people i experience and why should that be a check mark or a gold star when it's the standard of how i treat people and then getting to a place where you feel worthy enough that you deserve to receive the things that you give to others Mm -hmm. and being able to absorb it without feeling uncomfortable or unworthy or rejecting it you know Mm -hmm. because i've always felt that it's like as a recovering people pleaser, as I like to call myself, like, <laughs> I always felt very uncomfortable. And sometimes it, it still does. Like, it still does feel a bit uncomfortable if someone, especially like a guy, tries to do something for me. Even if I'm yeah. like into him, like, I've gotten better for sure. Sometimes it can feel uncomfortable. I always yeah. fight it, so like, I still fight it. It's like, you know, it's hard. It's yeah, something same. that is like important to learn because, like you said, if I treat me like this, why should I expect anything less from somebody that's a romantic interest? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm, according to my girl, Chloe, treat me there like I yeah. treat me. But then the work becomes, how do you treat you? Exactly. Yeah. You know? Because that's where, the healing, that's where the healing mm-hmm. comes into play because you're mm-hmm. learning yourself more. The more I learn myself, the more I know, okay... This is me. This is what I would like from a romantic partner, and this is not. This these are the things that like I'm not into, or yeah. this is how I see a relationship going for me, and I would like the person that I go on that journey with to also kind of see it a little bit. Maybe not everything we'll see like I we'll see I, the same mm-hmm. way, but mm-hmm. you know, certain things are really important to me. That, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a no-brainer you know that's not happening um yeah and before i never felt that and really that's that's what even the options to put my cards on the table like hey these are the things that i want i was just here as a a, a puppet whatever Yeah, they choose you and you mm-hmm. enter the and that's, relationship. And that's what that's a relationship it. should be. It should be two people in a space where you're both bringing out mm-hmm. the best in each other. Like, you're both learning things about each other and uplifting each other. Like, it shouldn't be a space where, you know, someone is being treated horribly or someone is receiving, you know, a lesser treatment than the other. Like, it should be both of you coming together and making each other better and learning from each other. So it's, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's it rough is. out here. Let and me just say that. that I've been doing to heal. Um, I call it my baby girl lifestyle. Mm. Even though, <laughs> and what it is <laughs> truly is that I'm being a mother and a lover to myself. So, Love it. you know, I if like that. I used to just look at myself and I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat myself kind. And I'm like, so I have a god, two goddaughters, and I call them baby girl. And I'm like, if I was my mother would I do this to myself? Mm. So like, let's say I'm doing a bunch of work and I'm hungry, but I'm like, I haven't finished my work, so I'm not going to eat yet. If I had a child, would I starve them Mm. because they're not done work? So why would I do it to myself, you know? And getting to that place of being kind to myself and gentle, if I'm going through stuff and I'm being hard on myself, I'm like, if my daughter came to me with this information, how would I treat them and what would I say to them? So being that to myself intentionally like treating myself like my daughter and then on the other side treating myself like my lover if i if i say i want a certain type of guy in my life who treats me a certain type of way and does certain things for me yet i don't even think i'm worthy enough to do those things for myself how am i going to be able to advocate for it with confidence Mm -hmm. or even absorb it when they do it without feeling unworthy if i'm a flower person Mm -hmm. if i love buying if i love receiving flowers but when i go to the grocery store and see a 20 dollar bouquet i'm like ah that's too expensive to spend on myself how am i gonna 
invite the future love of my True. life to be sending me 70 80 dollar bouquets when i don't even think i'm worth spending my own money for my own joy to receive it Mm -hmm. so like i wine and dine myself i i'm very very gentle very soft with myself i allow myself to feel my emotions fully without Mm. without condemnation Mm -hmm. i treat myself like the most beautiful person i speak affirmations over myself and i just treat myself like a baby girl on both sides yeah. and it's Love it's that. really been helping Give keeping it top of mind mm-hmm. yeah it's super important and and honestly i would say that again as black women it's something that is not really Very instilled important. into us because we are mm-hmm. often seen as the caregivers so when you, the they put ones. you in that caregiver mm-hmm. role a lot of the times you're not allowed to kind of take care of yourself like be a lover to yourself spoil yourself um, you know, be kind to yourself, you to, like yeah, things like that. They just, want you to just be humble and be at the service of everybody else except yourself. So then you live a life that was never true to you, and you never really get to know yourself. And mm-hmm. to me, uh, and that's where the unlearning yeah, comes absolutely. in. And it's like it's 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 not an easy journey at For all sure. because when we think about the relationships in our lives, whether like family or some people even within their friend groups, they might not even be on that wavelength with you. So then it mm-hmm. can also be very isolating, you know? Yep. And I've definitely experienced mm-hmm. the isolation part of it. And it's just like, damn, if there's something so wrong in a woman, And even with like, society too, because society can kind of make you feel shitty for trying to choose yeah, yourself. Yeah, society does make you feel like you can't choose yourself. And if Especially you do, as a black woman. you're doing they something call bad. You selfish. And that's why you have to they reframe it. They want to call it. you high maintenance. Yeah, mm-hmm. So how how do you reframe like you know? How or how do you like suggest for? Because I'm I've I've been listening to you talk and like a lot of the things you're saying. I'm just like, where is my notebook, <laughs> right? <laughs> so if you have any, if you could give any like suggestions or tips of how to like you know reframe that that uh what's the word perspective what what I'd would say. you as like a woman or a black woman do like if you were telling your daughter for example because we know like as a black woman being born into the world already it's like all the odds are already stacked against you so like mm-hmm. how would you what would you say to your daughter to let her know that you know this is the this is how you should think about you know yourself I'd say if nobody was paying attention and nobody would care or notice, what would you do? Mm. Because a lot of the time True. we don't realize that our whole lives we have been living our lives for somebody. Someone else. Yes, thank you. Somebody else is watching. Society, mm-hmm. religion, mm-hmm. significant others. And it's usually when life happens that you get to a point and you stop and you're like, are these decisions decisions that I want to make, decisions I've been convinced to make? or decisions that I've been forced Mm -hmm. to make. Mm -hmm. And that could be a life crisis. It was for me (laughs) because I realized I was deaf not living my life for myself Mm -hmm. and I thought I was. So it's like you almost have a identity crisis. Mm -hmm. But what I've decided and Mm -hmm. what I share with like, even if I speak to high school students, I tell them that I'm a professional disappointment Mm -hmm. and that (laughs) what that means is that I am very willing and unapologetically able to disappoint any and everyone who comes between me and the purpose I feel I have for my life. Mm. And you're not going to get it at the beginning, but when it starts to make sense and you join me here, welcome. Yeah. But if I waited for you to get it, if I waited for the cosign, 
it probably wouldn't come, you know? Exactly. The life I'm living right now, mm-hmm. quitting my job to write a book in a Nigerian household, <laughs> like, telling your parents, how quitting that? my job on Beijing. <laughs> okay, what how are you doing? Do that? <laughs> I just told them. I was like, y'all, <laughs> I can't do this. I told them in, like, December of 2018, like, oh, February 8th, 2019 is going to be my last day. I was like, I'm quitting. My dad was super supportive. He's more of a mellow... Well, he mm. was more of a mellow and relaxed guy. My mom was more like, oh, oh I love that for you. Are you applying for another job? How will you get money? <laughs> I'm like, I am mm-hmm. the money, sis. I'm Tell the money. them. <laughs> and the purr. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Period. Yeah. And it was scary. It was lonely. Mm. Part of the reason it was lonely is because you can't really complain because people will be like, you be your the one job. who decided yeah. to pick I this path. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was... I'm very much like one of my favorite like sayings is that no one like no one can see your vision. Like mm, if you wear glasses yours. and I put it on, it's going to be blurry because yes. I'm not meant to see from that. Mm-hmm. So if you're waiting for people to see your vision before you move, you're just wasting your life away because they're not going to see it. Oh, now that I have the results that I have from taking this journey and like all the fruit that has have come from the sacrifices, everybody sees it. And they and they like it and they're encouraged, but it was really, really lonely. But I just decided that this is what I'm convicted to do. So I'm going to see it through until it no longer makes sense to me, yeah. not to anybody else. Because I'm the one who has to live with mm-hmm. the consequences of my actions and inactions at the end of the day. And I'm lucky. I'm still privileged in many ways. Like I live at home. Like, Nigerian parents, you don't pay mortgage. Like, I can acknowledge the fact that the type of risk I took also was able to be done because of certain privileges. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I can also acknowledge the fact that some people with the the same privileges would not do what I did. So it really goes both ways, you know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, um, you just have to do it. And people aren't going to get it. That's how me, I see it. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. for black women, any type of privilege you can get is a good thing because I'm gonna maximize. Exactly. And just even going back to the what you said about the glasses, and I I completely agree because I feel like you you start to enjoy life more when you take or when you like put the opinion of yourself ahead of the opinions of other people because I mean I feel like we've mentioned this before but I just feel like with the age of social media and you know everything going on right now I feel like a lot of people try to seek validation from the public or from you know the community around them and you know it is important to have other ideas sometimes it's important to have feedback from other people but I think it's most important to value your opinion above everyone else and that's when you truly start to enjoy life and live for yourself because the only person you're looking to please now is just yourself basically you're so right and the validation piece well first of all starting off with the satisfying yourself the thing about satisfying yourself is also that even when you fail you fail on your own terms Mm -hmm. you know when when somebody tells you to do something and you do it reluctantly and then you fail there's like this anger because you're like i knew i shouldn't have done it but when you do it for yourself if you succeed Mm -hmm. or if you fail at least it happened on your own terms and there's a power and an acceptance to the fact that i am the author of my fate in that way and the thing with social media Mm -hmm. is that when you are Oh my god, what's that Pardon saying? Me? Sorry, what's that saying that goes you're the you're the pencil I feel like you're, you guys know this. You're, you're the pencil, the pencil. 
in huh? your own. <laughs> is this a super story one? God, there's a thing. Because when you just said you're the your author, yeah, it came the up author to me. Your fate. You're, uh, you're, I feel like you guys know you're nothing this, but, but I'm probably like just butching it. Just never mind. That's what I was saying. Yes! It's a super story. <laughs> super story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it works. It makes sense. Sorry. The thing with social media, though, and um, getting your external, well, getting your validation from external places is that certain things are meant to be done internally. So no matter how much you get it externally, you'll never be you'll satisfied. Never be good, yeah. True. It's like you're fostering out mm. the parts of you that you owe to yourself. So if you feel unattractive and you post a picture and people compliment it and tomorrow you feel unattractive if you go back to look at those compliments they don't hit the same anymore that's true you need to do something else to get more and more because that's not that's not supposed to be your root source of that energy and those feelings so Mm -hmm. it's going to become insatiable and that's why a lot of these like social media models and people like that they just keep going more and more risky 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 because you have to push the envelope to continue to get that, that level, of, level of, of attention it's just like when people like try drugs and then they chase their first high forever and none of it slaps the same way mm. you know so it's like your joy your mm. peace your confidence that has to come from you because if you're dating someone and you don't feel like you're attractive and they're like you're so beautiful you're so beautiful then one day you dress up and they don't say it yeah. You're gonna be like, you, you think feel, I'm ugly, yeah. but but it's because you're depending on them. And yeah. if you depend on someone for things that are meant are core foundations of your life, that meant person will you. play you. Like, they will. Mm-hmm. They will be able to mm-hmm. abuse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most of them, and that's the issue because that's what they use you to play ball up and down. Like they want to validate you mm-hmm. as a woman. Like, well, you yep. know, people regard you as a woman that's this because you know you're with me you have a man and that's that's the thing that they used to scare people mm, that's why you have to be super mm-hmm. careful with choosing a partner because uh, men can kill like we said you know, the like, more you know yourself and God. the more you're comfortable in yourself the more easy it'll be to weed those people out true well, like, yeah. Yeah. Start you start to see them better yeah. like who i am now would never in entertain the likes of my ex Mm. we wouldn't even be able to we wouldn't be compatible because he needed certain things he needed someone at a certain level and i don't live there anymore Mm. so and there's no way i'm gonna diminish myself to make someone feel feel comfortable like i will literally squash you with all due disrespect (laughs) (laughs) exactly so people like that will feel the energy you're giving off and they'll know that there's no room for them to do what they want to do if it's not sincere and that just makes it sometimes a little ev- more difficult to even find someone because it'll seem like nobody's coming to yes, you. But do you, sure. would you have wanted to be around a bunch of busters for yeah, long periods of time? Quantity, man. Exactly, right? And getting to the place mm-hmm. of saying, yes, I'm single and I'm going to admit that sometimes it's lonely, mm-hmm. but this loneliness hurts way less than My being in the of presence of someone. Yeah. Exactly, Please. exactly. Someone who's trash. And someone who wouldn't bring me joy or peace. Like, I'm granted. in my peace. Like. And I can still admit that it's lonely sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't wait till I meet. I, I was telling a friend of mine, I'm like, I can't wait till I love my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, the energy I have and the way I give love Literally. to meet someone who balances reciprocates and reciprocates it, with the same heavy. Yo, it's going to be madness. Yeah. And I cannot wait. 
I'm but so I will happy wait. That we're having this conversation, Fatima, <laughs> because a lot of what you've said has really been going through my mind like the past week. Mm. Um, just a lot of it, just because I too was thinking, we talked about this last time we recorded, and I was like, damn, like I'd really like to explore being in love. Like I've never really like felt that. Um, mm. And I realized, like, wow, I've, I've actually never had a situation with a guy where I felt safe. Like, never. Mm. And I'm like, that's something that's actually really important to me. Mm-hmm. So why do I keep yeah. going for situations that have that instability? That, But then I link it back to, like, my childhood in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's it's... Yeah, the girls definitely want to be in love. Like, I feel like sometimes people have a misconception. It's like, we do want sincere. Like you said before, um, Fatima, the key word is sincere. Like, you want... You, you it's like you want to have a sincere relationship with someone like who truly you. truly genuinely wants yeah. to see you do good wants to see you be happy like it's 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 nice being in a vulnerable space with someone where you feel completely safe you can be yourself like you can actually let your guard down and it's not something that we fight against it's just we fight against being in that vulnerable place with yeah. the wrong yeah. person who wants to like, take no, advantage okay. of you in that exactly. vulnerable space so again the key word here is sincere like the girls the girls definitely yeah. want to be in love like that shit is good love it is feels sweet. nice it feels like you know how they take the butterflies in your stomach and all that like who doesn't want to feel that but it's just because we've been exposed to so much negative shit and just so many bad experiences it's like you ha- you're more cautious of wanting to be in that space now because you want it to be genuine. You want it to be yeah, authentic. It's, it's, and it's, safety is the word. It's like, why would I be here mm-hmm. trying to... I already have issues like letting my guard down, you know, letting my walls down. And when you do that and then you're betrayed, obviously, the next time I'm not as hard to open yeah. it up even Exactly. More. Like, it's, it's yeah, natural. You know? It's your body protecting you from go, getting into a situation like that really? again. It's like... It's a natural I mean, it's response. like the first time you felt. It really is. <laughs> yeah, right? The next time, <laughs> literally, you, you were more cautious mm-hmm. about it. Like, yeah. it's just like you said, human mm-hmm. in- instinct. Unfortunately, and like the more times it happens, like at some point in time, you not even want to ride that bike anymore. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. going to be like, nah, I'm just going to keep falling, and it hurts every single time. Mm-hmm. Especially if you fall in the same place, and you're just reopening old wounds. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. And so. I, I really mm-hmm. hope and pray that as we move forward, like, a lot more, like, girls are just raised with mm-hmm. the idea of, like, really seeing their value outside of a man. Because and I marriage. think that was, mm-hmm. also plays a part in it. Like, it took me up until probably I was, like, 26 for me to realize, like, I'd never seen myself as worthy. My worth was attached to what I could do for people, how Same. I could make people happy, like... That was it. I'd never seen myself as worthy. And obviously, that made me always feel like ob- like a guy has to choose me. And then I have to be grateful that he has chosen me. And just, like, you know, do whatever I can do mm-hmm. to, like... You know, I also never... Yeah, you have, like, beautiful. external family members saying how she would make yeah, such a beautiful and bride. And it's like, why can't you just say I'm beautiful? Like, <laughs> why do you have to say I'm going to make a beautiful bride? There's so many like, important days in my life. Yeah. Why bride? I used to get made fun of, like... Yeah, you're not, you know, you're not the pretty child or you're like, your lips are this or Mm. like all of these things. So again, I didn't grow up being confident in my looks and it definitely played a part in like 
because I only really started talking to guys when I was in uni but when I think about those situations which like I block out of my mind most times a lot of the reason why shit was happening why it was happening is obviously those guys were trash yes but I mm. never like saw the value in myself I never thought I was able capable of doing anything that meant something for like the I was not experiencing my life through my own eyes through my own lens it was through cultural lenses mm-hmm. family lenses yeah. like all of societal lenses so that shift that awakening like that's the journey that i've been on the past like few years and it's been up and down because i've seen myself repeat patterns and the crazy part now is like i'll see myself doing it and i know why i'm doing it it doesn't make sense but sometimes i still find myself in that situation so again i guess it's it's just a journey it is <laughs> but, but the- like damn the um, more you notice, the better you'll be for it. Like, yeah. those patterns have been repeating, but now mm-hmm. you notice them. And it might not be easy to combat, but at least you notice. Like, I'm The awareness I'm like is you. also if, important. If I really start to like somebody and we're on the same page and I continue and they stay on the old page, I'll start to do everything in my power to convince them why they should meet me where I'm mm-hmm. at, why I'm worth it, why I'm everything. Yeah. and meeting someone like more recently who I was really into and realizing that he wasn't necessarily on the same page as me it took me everything in my power to not try and convince him Mm. because at the end of the day if you do convince you're going to spend the rest of your life convincing Convincing, the power dynamic is off that person doesn't Mm -hmm. see your value unless you're doing for them and you you're not going to have peace to be still in that situation or feel safe because you're constantly competing for their affection against any and everything Mm -hmm. else and who wants that type of struggle life i'm not signing up for that i don't want to compete for no affection affect me right (laughs) affect me on your own like are you dumb yeah Yeah. i just saw a poem in my book based on what we're saying that i think i want to read that i think you will all resonate with it's on page 91 Mm -hmm. so this is like the section about culture Mm -hmm. and it's like nigerian culture relationship culture all that kind of stuff stitched Mm -hmm. into our upbringing were the skills required for being the perfect wife material Mm. a yard of smarts yards of endurance yards of household duties yards of know your place yards of do everything in your power Mm. to make sure he stays Mm. yards of a man will be a man so Mm -hmm. deal with it anyway yards of everything we would Mm -hmm. need to be sparkly and pristine putting silk to shame 100 yards of the perfect wife material for for a man who isn't even taught to tailor or maintain who didn't read care instructions but thinks he knows anyway a man who takes wife material uses it as a floor mat picks it up dusts it off then uses it as a dust drag then has the audacity to ask why you don't look the way you did when he first oh. met you wow again oh lord the Words. 30 yards Words. honey like, yeah girl it was an angry day clearly <laughs> <laughs> no but it needed to be said it needed to come <laughs> out paper, yeah like, uh-huh it needed big to be facts. done because yeah. th- these moms really aren't teaching their sons oh. the way they're teaching their daughters Sick. oh they, for sure your daughter will now suffer like get out of my house that's very clear <laughs> that's the imbalance and that's why 
most of the time, honestly, a lot of us are dealing with the shit that we're dealing with because a lot of these grown men are babies. They're still being babied yep. and they're waiting for the next woman to continue to baby them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just to move on. to grow up when they're in their, like, 50s. But women, as soon as you reach even 13, oh... I disagree. I don't even think they ha- they're allowed to grow up. They're just giving the leeway and to And this is why they always yeah. want to give the literal bare minimum because they already get away with doing the bare minimum. So it's like, why put in any more effort when I'm already getting praise for putting in more effort when I'm really mm-hmm. just not? They, they, so. they don't do any type of emotional It's a vicious cycle. Oh, let me, you know, try and figure out what my demons are, what my traumas are. Like, let me, let me go to therapy or, like, let me have more self-awareness. Like... that's where they point the blame to you the biggest red flag is when a guy says i've always been like this Uh. bro (laughs) or like when (laughs) okay maybe it's time to change (laughs) like um i (laughs) I was raised like this and i turned out fine if you if you think it's okay for people to endure what you endured you clearly didn't turn out fine exactly (laughs) that's a trauma response sir that's a trauma response actually when you say those things it becomes oh you these girls that have um, stayed abroad for too long you're just da 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 it's it's like no at the end of the day we appreciate like i love my culture i love being like african i love I love everything about, like, you know, where I come from, the stories. It's nothing that I would ever want to lose. In fact, like, I do way more research now in my adult life to know, like, my, you know, my history and stuff. But there's certain things about culture that, for me, it's like, you guys have to sit down and think, is this something that was here before? Is this something that misogyny has allowed to play out because, you know, we live in a world that men dominant in a sense you know mm-hmm. um but obviously they're never going to look at it from that lens because it serves too many people to not it serves them to just like be shitty for the rest of their yeah. lives and do the shitty things easier. to the women in their lives and get away mm-hmm. with it you know it's it's really i have sad. another poem that literally talks about <laughs> what we're talking about right now. Please the fact ahead. that you guys let me bring this book out. I'm like, oh, it actually has good stuff. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> okay. So this one is on page 67. Preach it, girl. He said, I see my mom in you. As if to say, I will see, I see so much strength that I will push you to your limits and expect you to stay. Because that's what a proper Nigerian woman would do. But what about those others, Mm -hmm. the non-Nigerian, non-cooking, non-enduring, crying, complaining, the you're stressing me out, I'm not your mother ones, who do you see in them? Why was she a delicate flower to be handled with care, yet I was a rock expected to endure silently and with class? Her irrational tantrums and life questions were met with patience and explanation while my concerns were brushed off with you'll be fine. Hmm. But are you even sure your mother was? Exactly. Yo, it's because they didn't hear them complain. It's because they didn't hear them say shit where it's like, oh, you know, she was fine with it. She was happy. No, she wasn't. She just didn't complain. 
She just didn't say yeah, anything about it. Sometimes they're not. Like the female like, children are more aware of the situation in the house than the male children. Silence doesn't like, equate content. Exactly. Nine out of ten times, that woman is not happy. Like no, she's they're just not. managing. They're staying because yeah. of money, complacency, the kids, whole, like society. What would everybody say? Tradition. Yeah. What other people think? Because again, that status of being married. Starting all over. Yeah, yeah I've been divorced. On the idea of love culturally like back home a lot of the times it's mm-hmm. it's a very tricky thing because honestly a lot of people do do it for survival like women and i get it mm-hmm. because when you live in a society that's extremely misogynistic to the point where like even something like renting a place for yourself can be an issue you know yeah. like Making it to that next level, like it's it's like ah, I made it. I've made it out of the trenches, you know. It's mm-hmm. but that just reminded me of. I'm not sure if you guys have seen um what's that TV show on Netflix that's that has two faces wife oh, on. Oh, young, young, African, young, African? Young, African. young, yeah. And then you remember, you guys remember when? Kind. What's her name? Is it Who? Kanye or Who? is it... What are we talking about? Annie. No, Annie. no, Two-Face's mm-hmm. wife. Yeah, Annie was having a conversation. God, I forget names so easily. And the other babe, and she was telling her basically how she can't keep a man. Oh, yeah, and that's why she's... <laughs> Zari. She's the, the way she is. And because her Annie herself is married, she's in a much better position mm-hmm. than the other girl. Zari. Zari. But yeah, that just... The way you said just... Okay, is that the meaning of life? I mean, I didn't yeah. like Zari, but like she made mm-hmm. sense. Zari said, "I'm like, a fucking billionaire. I don't need a man." Yeah, no, she made she like I didn't like her either, but she made sense she in that situation. Points. Like you being married in a because we all know two faces situation and Annie like. The babe has yeah, been through yeah, the trenches, still getting dragged it. through the trenches. So yeah. she's like, this is your being married is not the best situation that you want to carry on top of your head. Don't bring it up, I beg. Yeah. I agree. Like, all of that. At least I'm married. Like, that's basically what she was saying. She was like, you know what? Whatever, whatever the case, at least I'm married. Like, oh. What's that? <laughs> why is something to why is that something to brag on? Like ah, please. Uh, now the way I rolled my eyes, it almost popped out of my head. And you like, yeah. it's it really sucks because there are people out there that are married and in love and have that mutual respect and you know their relationship is authentic to them. Because again, a lot of the times, what happens is everybody thinks that everyone must have the same type of relationship when it's yep. like we're all different. How can we mm-hmm. all now recreate the same type of relationship if we're all different? Mm-hmm. And then there's two people coming together already different. Like, like the authenticity is missing so much. Where, which is where I think, like, yeah, this is why the love is not even something that seems important because. Mm-hmm. It's all again for show, you know. It's the thing that you have to do to prove that your life was worth something. Which to me, I don't see it that way at all. Now, at least. Yeah. Um, and we I... thank God because if I had really just followed the idea of who I was supposed to be right now, I'll probably be somewhere married to a man that and just be miserable, like literally mm-hmm. just depressed and just never get to know myself. And you have kids and that shit influences them like it unknowingly does. all that unhappiness that you feel all of that like 
you push it on your child in some way without you even realizing mm-hmm. you know? projecting that shit mm-hmm. and especially the daughters we learn yep. to be exactly. okay with mediocrity thank you you know we learn that we're not supposed to expect too much or ask too much or too demand much. too much because today, it's not available i have family that literally tells me I hope you're not too picky. Oh, how come you've never mm-hmm. had a boyfriend? Ah, you're too picky. Don't go and end up alone. Like, I mean, I'm literally like, <laughs> but I love being alone. And if I end up alone and I'm wealthy, like, what's my own? I'm still going to enjoy my life. I'll never be alone. I always, I'll always have people who love me. But if you think my value is in me, because I don't, you know, I maybe I just, in this lifetime, that wasn't God's plan for me to have that type of partner. Um, And you think that, like, I'm less valuable as a woman or as a person, then that's on you. I can't help you, and I'm not going to fake anything to try to prove to y'all that, you know, I'm worthy of even respect. Mm -hmm. And that's why you really have to fight that, like, shaming or, like, the fear-mongering of, you know, you being, quote-unquote, alone. And you really just have to find out for yourself that your core source of happiness should come from you. And even other types of love, like, you know, romantic love isn't the Mm -hmm. only type of love there is. Like, there's love from friendships, you know, your family, your other relationships. Like, there's love from so many other places besides a romantic partner. So I feel like, you know, this whole threat of you will end up alone, you will end up alone, it's, it does jack squat <laughs> shit because I, I'm sorry, I can find yeah. love elsewhere. Thank you. It's very true. And there's a difference between loneliness and solitude. Thank you. And exactly. I, and I'm in solace when I'm by myself. I'm not lonely. So yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, aunties, for your opinion. <laughs> for me to function normally, like... I know now that I need periods where it's just like it's just me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, I'm talking to myself. I'm getting to know myself. Like I'm journaling. Like, you know, I'm keeping tabs with myself because there's so much going on externally. Never paying attention to the internal is how you just kind of get lost. Is what I've learned, yep. and it's super, super, super important to me mm-hmm. to ground myself. Like. And, you know, we're all human as well, because I know sometimes those thoughts can creep in and it's like, oh, you know, sometimes you do start to feel a little bit alone. And then that's where you kind of have to go back to finding that your source of happiness shouldn't be coming f- or your main source of happiness shouldn't be coming from mm-hmm. romantic mm-hmm. love only. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much more out there. And as you said, there's so mm-hmm. much other types of love. And when you magnify the one you don't have, at the expense of everything else mm-hmm. that you do have, it's a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. And that perspective exactly. is usually what makes you like come out of that gratitude space. Like, as I said, I get lonely. Like, I, I love love. Like, even when my relationship went to hell, I told myself that every single thing I did for this guy, I did it from a place of feeling that it was justified in those times. And now that it's no longer justified, I'm not going to hate myself for that. Mm-hmm. And... I mm-hmm. I did it as the person I am and mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow someone who didn't appreciate it to block me from being that person to someone who will. Yeah. So I and I can't exactly. wait. But I will wait because I'm not doing <laughs> it for someone who doesn't have sense. It's not worth it, honestly, for sure. <laughs> that part. Yeah, but it takes a lot cuz you want to start testing people. Oh, you want to start sure. like projecting. You oh. want to start holding back and like doing weird stuff and I'm like it's taking me too much mental work to live like this. Oh, it's so inauthentic to myself. Like Actually. I'm a lover. And if today I love you 
and tomorrow I no longer do, I will move in the in the information that I now have. Mm -hmm. So the energy I have today, if tomorrow doesn't hold, I have the freedom and the power to do something new. Mm -hmm. And that's how I move instead of like thinking too far. Like you can't embarrass me for me being who I am. Like yeah, you can't. That's real. Because I love myself and I'm a great person and the reason why I have relationships even outside of romantic ones is because of this person I am. So yeah. why would I now box off a piece of myself because of someone who didn't even consider me? It's bad math. <laughs> like, yeah, girl. It yeah, it's math. bad math. That's true. Math ain't math ain't. <laughs> it ain't math ain't. And you know, sometimes that's what it takes. It really takes you just sitting down and really breaking it down. Just mm -hmm. to the most simple way that you can break it down and you realize like, okay, I might be feeling all of these things and I might be feeling like I need to save the situation. I need it up. But when I'm thinking it, it actually, it doesn't make sense. And it makes you realize like feelings and the, this is what they say about feelings not being real. Like, yeah, you're feeling this thing, but if I'm acknowledging it in the way that like, you know, I'm just processing it different. I realize that I might feel that, but it's not the truth that's not real like me being on this journey of like self-love and really being like hey this is what i want and even though sometimes like i betray myself <laughs> mm -hmm. um i'm still going to stand my ground you know yeah like, i'm still gonna stand my ground and be like no nah, th this isn't for me and it's okay mm -hmm. emotions are information at the end of the day and when our emotions tell us something, we have the higher level power, which is why we're not animals, to do what we think is best for us with the information we received. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm feeling lonely doesn't mean I should go talk to that toxic guy because mm -hmm. his voice is better than silence. Mm -hmm. No, I might be tempted to, and I might feel it, but I still have the higher level processing of, of my prefrontal cortex, I think, to, to be able to decide that you know, I'm feeling this, but I'm not moving in that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to allow that feeling to sit. I'm going to process it, but I'm going to decide to ultimately make the best decision for myself based on my higher level thinking and not just operating in my emotions like an uh, animal. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, beautiful. I mean, I feel like this conversation could go on forever. I know. <laughs> so insightful. Like yeah. you should write it. You should write a book. Write <laughs> <laughs> My second poetry book is gonna be about my healing journey. Oh so yes, we need that. Broken oh, into beautiful. that type of perspective. We need that. I'm at the other side of it. Yes, give the girls co healthy yes, COVID mechanisms. I'm on the other side of it. I can talk about it without crying. So I think mm. I'm at a place where that's yeah. why I even shared it on YouTube. Because if I was at a place where I was rooted in anger and spite, you won't be the too. information might be the same, but the energy behind it is It'll not like different. it's yeah. poisonous to different. me. So not saying that he yeah. i don't know if he ever saw the series but if he did he might feel angry about it which that's is okay but well, i mean that's his that's, that's the truth true, yeah exactly I'm not responsible for anyone's yeah we're not checking like, for his I'm feelings right now truth, we're not man. checking yeah. for that if you really process your truth, it's only you you mm -hmm. can be exactly and be angry at yourself because you yeah. were just exactly. shit. you can be a... and you know a lot of guys like 
they do a lot of the shit that they do because they, they, they know that a lot of times the shame that we feel as women to even speak up about like the shit they put us through absolves them of the yo you're actually yes. a shitty human yeah. being you know mm-hmm. like, like you're actually not a good person and yes mm-hmm. yeah. because at the end of the day like you said the shame like it's going to end exactly. up just being between both of you what mm-hmm. actually happened right yeah it can go on living yeah the they would all and they would always carry the you, shame yeah like, like but men will go on living mm-hmm. and making people letting people believe like you said like his friends were believing that it yeah. was a mutual thing letting people believe that you're the bad guy yeah. or like he's oh the victim gosh. and they, they're very happy to throw you under the bus Quit, so like yeah. like fuck shame like live your truth man i don't give a shit about him if he listened if he's angry that's his business i think that's so important because they talk to people that whole women are too ever emotional so you Mm. like there's been times where i haven't even spoken on something that truly hurt me from a guy because it's just like the shame and oh i don't want to seem like i was too but it's like fuck that like yeah i'm emotional you know Mm -hmm. like i am it was painful to me exactly and i'm allowed to feel that and Mm -hmm. express that in whatever way i want and if you want to now go and take it as oh she yeah i'm crazy and next (laughs) i am when it when the crazy was in your favor and you were enjoying it, you were calling don't it passionate. Them. Now you're calling it crazy. If you don't get out of my face, I'm screaming. <laughs> now you're mad. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm very actually open to like, even in the series, I share like all the wrongs I did, and I spoke a lot about like the blame can't hundred percent be on him because I'm a human being who has the ability mm-hmm. to walk away from things that don't serve me. Mm-hmm. And I probably didn't walk away because part of me was attached. Part of yeah. me was like, where will I start? Part of me lacked the confidence to think I'd find better. is a real mm-hmm. thing. It, and, yo, and I get it. That's why I don't do drugs. Like it would be a slippery slope to crack cocaine for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, because I get addicted to people. I'm screaming. <laughs> I'm like, I will never smoke weed because six months later I might be doing crack cocaine. Because <laughs> as good as you can uh, I'll be chasing it to the, to the darkest alleys and the darkest corners. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, being addicted to human be- beings, being addicted to their energy, being addicted to the, to the routine of knowing you always message someone or call. And even with mm-hmm. these iPhones Oof. now. I'll be on my iPhone and I'll say, oh, mm-hmm. message so-and-so on WhatsApp. I'll be like, can you mind your business? <laughs> like, don't suggest anything to me. I'll do mm-hmm. it on my own if mm-hmm. I'm ready to. <laughs> but it's a pattern, and we get mm-hmm. addicted to our patterns, you know? Yeah. And sometimes our patterns are people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And just, I think for me, yeah. I search a lot for, like, someone that actually sees me. Because, again, I, mm-hmm. I've never felt that. And sometimes it's like, I'll meet someone and because I have that emotion of like, oh, I'm so attracted to you, I feel like I have to like force that part, which is like, I shouldn't have to force that. Like, see me as a person, not just as, oh, this fine babe, this hot babe. And it's, it's... (laughs) I'm screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Material girl. That's legit. Like, they dehumanize you. Like, (laughs) (laughs) not 
Help his husband. His <laughs> babe, don't kill me. <laughs> she said, fight and hurt. I'm screaming. She said, let me tell you all uh, how you but see me. Though, yeah, that's true. You do want them to see you outside of your physical appearance. Yeah. Yeah. You want them if, to like if you if ask the person guy, you are deep down, down inside. will make you feel risky. Like, you'll never, if you wanted to be like bummy one day, if you wanted to just like burp in front of them, they'll put you yeah, on exactly. You will feel comfortable that doing that, yeah. Yourself because yeah, you like think I... you'll like shatter the mirror or the picture exactly. they have of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, see me, <laughs> <laughs> and treat see me like a treat me. Not the hot babe. See me, <laughs> not the hot babe. <laughs> not the fine and hot fine, babe. Fine Don't forget it. Babe only see the whole <laughs> me, not just yeah. the fine. <laughs> Back, I mean, of I course. Uh, Don't and play like. It just dehumanizes you. That's really like that's what I really felt is like. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, why well, I can't express feelings yeah. and emotions because I'm just supposed to be like, yeah, I'm chill and I'm ha- light-hearted, but that does not equate, oh, zero accountability from the other party. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, also my mistakes of letting things like that fly. So healing 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 um one thing i'll say to that has helped me in relationships is that i'm not into the shakara like i'm not into the plain hard to get mm. this is what if i'm interested in you i'll tell you i will give you all the information because rejection <laughs> rejection hurts less than not having clarity like confusion hurts me way more than rejection like give me clarity like if i tell you i'm feeling Mm. you i'm not gonna be doing oh i'm not sure if he's there yet if i'm there and i'm dangling i'm gonna tell you what i feel and when you give me your information now i have the full boldness to move in that Mm -hmm. information instead of playing these yeah these speculation games that don't serve me and like those little like tricky behavior i give you everything i am so that you can decide whether you want this or not. Yeah. And yeah, I think I would rather much know if like A, you are either interested mm-hmm. or B, you're not, rather than just kind of yeah. just seeing what if yes, is he your like. Will grow regardless. Yeah. The not knowing it definitely mm-hmm. will drive me, me crazy. Too. Break my heart instead of leaving me confused. Yeah, because like- <laughs> you'll break my heart eventually. I should do it quickly before I get in too deep exactly. and now I'm drowning. True, true, true. <laughs> I know that like. I like again. I I'm not really going to entertain a guy that like I'm not. I've tried like maybe just let me go on a date. I've gone on dates with guys maybe like I knew a hundred percent that like I really wasn't into and you know it was whatever. But I also know when I meet someone and it's like oh, this is this feels there's something here you know mm-hmm. <laughs> there's something here so I feel like at that point to me it's like. Do you feel it too? And we might even yeah. have conversations around it, but I always feel like there's a part of me that has this fear of completely like revealing myself and my feelings because maybe the one or two times that I've done it has really slapped me in the face. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I have to like heal from that as well. Damn. Oh, Yo, I've never loved a guy who's loved me back in my life. Mm. So. <laughs> and, and that's very okay. that pattern. Um, yeah, I'd rather know that before I love you too hard. Like, I know mm. I'm going to love you. So I don't want to like love you, said, you too like hard. I'm now I'm recovering. Like, certified yeah. lover girl. 
I am literally a lover girl. I, I can't love help love. it. I meet you, we go out three times, and I'm planning what I'm going to do for your next birthday. I can't help myself. Aww. Like, I can't. And that's the best part of me that is the reason why I have amazing friends and my family loves me and everything. So just to find a guy who ain't going to be doing thank you, thank you, thank you, and never giving, never refilling, <laughs> you know? I'm screaming! You know thank you. <laughs> he only going to take. Thank you. You're so sweet. They're always doing you're so sweet. I never get to say you're so sweet. Uh, <laughs> please. We want reciprocity. Yeah, What's the reciprocity word? or bust. I, I deserve to be filled yeah, uh-huh. the way that I feel. So and I'll, if I want to do you. charity work, Give I'll do take. charity work for charity. Who I won't do sweet? charity work for men. Facts. Literally, zero charity work. No, I'm not charitying for a guy I like. T-shirts, man. I think we've given enough to charity. Community <laughs> service. My the quota, quota for community service is done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Check, mm-hmm. Checked off. Mm-hmm. Thank I'll you. I'll go pay tides. I'll go pay tides. <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm not giving romance <laughs> to a man who I have expectations from who just knows how to say thank you. There's many people in the world who could, who thank you will be enough from, but not from you, no sir. You. So. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Toodles. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I feel like acts of service is definitely like a big, big like yeah. love language. Mm-hmm. Like you have to. It's it, it just feels nice knowing someone is doing something out of the goodness of their heart because they truly want yeah, to see you happy. Like you. it's a nice feeling. I got you, especially from like a romantic partner. I don't think mm-hmm. it's crazy to want that mm-hmm. because I'm sure they also want it from you in a and different he, and way. It, yep. And in most cases, or sometimes, it doesn't even have to be something big. Like, it's like, oh, hey, I saw this, yeah. and I thought of you. Like, oh, hey, yeah. you know, I remember you talking about this. Did you, you know, that A, B, one. C, D. The remembering one? Oh, like, you remember no, what I'm saying? Like, oh, my romantic. God. Romance me. Like, <laughs> like, we're even 30, too, it's so long, but, like, I'm just going to say how, like, men don't even know how to romance. Call me, nigga, call me. me. I deserve to be called to come over to my house. (laughs) Instead of them to plan something out and then come to you with the plan, they'll be telling you. I tell them straight up. What's the problem? The one thing I hate, Mm -mm. the one thing I hate, I'm sorry, is a what do you want to do ask me? Give me me me. suggestions. Go away from me. This is what I would like for us. Because I thought about it. It's actually really crazy because when I'm planning dates with my friends, I come up with places i come up with things to do it's like if you're going to invite someone to go out yeah have a plan say what you want to do and then like don't be asking me what i want to do like come up with something damn just give me something like because i'm sure Uh, nigga use your brain how about that you can kind of gauge yeah things that i'm into so use your imagination again where's the romance Mm -hmm. Like, we've had, exactly, we've had conversations. It's not like you don't know me anywhere. Like, we've had conversations. And honestly, even if you have no idea, no idea, like, a dinner date is the most basic basic thing you could do. Look up a restaurant on Google and take us there. Like, simple. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, a dinner date is right there. Oh, reservation. You're thinking far. Exactly. This nigga's gonna be fucking making reservations. You ask him reservations. It's a four-hour wait. You good? You good? 
Like, what do you mean? You mean you didn't call a hat? A bag. Like we've been putting up with bears minimum, and I say, bro, I hate it here. Time's up. Time is up. Yeah. Reclaiming that time. Oh girl. Reclaiming that time because. Yeah, just get away from me yeah, right I'm now. Like, just get away. Till the right like till I'm I'm properly wined and dined the way like I would like to. I shall do it to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I will take myself out. I'll be my own lover and my mother. I treat would, me like I treat me. Like I will spoil yeah. myself, you Her. know. I'll be kind to myself. In fact, mm-hmm. I will drive myself there, come down, open the door for myself and go back mm-hmm. inside the car. Like yeah. that's how extra I'm finna be, like till yeah. then. And if you can't step up to that standards like bounce and at this point because like you're giving to yourself mm-hmm. like fatima was saying the more you you take that when somebody gives you that in return you accept it with more ease mm-hmm. yep yeah you don't feel indebted mm-hmm. yeah yes. that doesn't take you to niagara on a groupon and you don't mm-hmm. know what to do with yourself because you've never on a groupon oh you have no to your you have to pay for the like, price oh, i don't care you. i don't save it shit not a groupon <laughs> Uh, oh my god i just saw sorry guys i just saw the perfect perfect tweet that just sums up what we're just talking about and it's like always choose violence to defend yourself at all times reckless behavior (laughs) (laughs) the high road is for losers yeah and yeah basically like I'm rude. I see. Like I've been telling people I'm, I'm wicked. Okay. <laughs> and that's you nice. being your lover. You want to be with a man who Please, someone tries God to said it's sexy to be rude. Exactly. So I'm going to be rude. Come on. Yeah, like names. I have to fight for myself like I'm worth it so that when I'm with a man and someone's insulting me, I won't be like, babe, don't worry. Yes, I'll let I him knock. Fight. Knock if you buck, my love, because I'm worth it. <laughs> knock so I him. I have to knock fact. if I buck <laughs> Give him. Is he mad? <laughs> Lord Lord have mercy. Because, yeah, I am worthy of that type of mm-hmm. protection and that kind mm-hmm. of like loyalty and that type yes. of like love. Come and on. And I give it to myself. I'm loyal to exactly. myself. I don't betray my exactly. word to myself. I do what I say I'm going to do. The girls are I knowing know. their yeah. worth, honey. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, Period. I guess it's like the perfect way to end and it because like... Yeah. <laughs> We just love forever. we can go forever but like at this point just like give it to yourself love yourself yep. do everything for yourself first before any other person's extraness is added onto you mm-hmm. it's and like it's extraness. oh i wake up yourself. choosing violence mm-hmm. every day when always it comes to honey always so, yeah. be ready with those hands when it comes to yourself like protect yourself always support oh. yourself mm-hmm. always be yeah. kind to yep. yourself always like you know spoil yourself that's mm-hmm. my own very important material girl <laughs> spoil yourself always man as much man. as you can as whatever it is and wherever in the you little are, things and the big things exactly exactly mm-hmm. whatever that means to you kind and just to yourself yeah because it literally can change your entire life, life and the yeah. trajectory of your trajectory of your entire life as well but um, yeah. yeah but before we we leave i want talks to like plug yourself like tell us about your website your yeah. book oh, your yeah. journal your the social podcast, media yeah YouTube. yes yeah where can um, we get your get book? book on amazon it's under Tokes Ayinla Through My Brown Eyes. And I also have a Through My Eyes 28-Day Mind Shift Journal. Mm-hmm. So to help you get your mind right. Because everything we're talking about, you're not going to be able to move in it until your mind is, is believing right. it to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my socials, so my YouTube, my IG, TikTok-ish, um, all of it <laughs> is Tokes Talks. <laughs> I'd love it if you could subscribe to my YouTube. We're trying to grow that. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of like these same conversations. Like I have a whole five part healing journey series as well as like the heartbreak series and a lot of like business, self development and relationship discussions. Beautiful. And like Thank from you, personal experience, like me. just listening, I recommend I just subscribe. Chef's kiss. Like Thank you so much for coming on. I'm yes, this was so yes. fun. We got to have this I conversation. Love it. Yeah, and just to like, just talk. Yeah, this was a really beautiful conversation. You have a really mm-hmm. beautiful way with words. So I loved every poem that oh, you read. You. Just yeah. chef's kiss. Yeah. I like, definitely recommend go buy the book, the journal. Like, you know, exactly, mm-hmm. Wordsmith. And you've always been, like yeah. you said, like from time with your spoken I feel word. Like it's, it's your gift. Definitely. Oh, I just remembered something. I remember a conversation you and I talked had when we were in undergrad. Like, you were about to get on stage for. Um, one of these for things sure. yeah for a spoken <laughs> word and you were just telling me how nervous you were and you were hoping that you know everything was going to be okay you're not going to fumble your words and all of that and then you got on and you killed it and oh. then you came back you were like oh my god guys i was so nervous everybody was just like yeah. are you kidding me no. <laughs> i have crazy stage fright till now yeah. i always feel like i'm gonna vomit but i i'm a firm believer in doing it while your legs are shaking because mm. my legs doing never stop afraid. shaking yeah so i'm always doing it while my legs are shaking mm-hmm. <laughs> words supports. mean things and they i'm do. just like grateful that you know you're just an addition to this year of black women just yeah, providing just us doing for like it. putting these things in words because like i said earlier it's super important mm-hmm. like preserving all of this so thank you so much yeah, thank, thank you, you all so for much. having me. <laughs> so till next yeah, time, thank guys, you so much for joining for us. Our hectic podcast, and we'll link all talk stuff uh, in the, the episode description. Um, description. So till next time, it's been the podcast, mummies. Bye. Bye. Oh.